what her boyfriend is telling her, and maybe you can either validate this or say this is crazy, is that every single couple in America, because she's from Mexico, does this. And now she's saying, like, is this something I have to get used to now if I date in America? I don't even know. And I don't know if he's that far off, but let's discuss today. Plus, those coronavirus test results. I've got them. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. Glad you're here. Um, This is a feel-good podcast that I do on a daily basis with my mom. And it's just three principles. Live, we share our lives laugh we we want to this is uplifting it feels good it should feel good not every day but it's going to feel good most days and uh love your mom and you're going to love my mom i hope this is my co-host this is my mom nancy yancy hi mom hi honey uh so we have got to give the results we don't have to give the results i don't think half of you probably care but uh Mm. i pushed the results to the podcast which made people so mad for my COVID-19 results and I I hate that I'm sorry uh, but it kind of gives me more of a chance to talk about it than just posting something on Instagram so (laughs) if you're new to the podcast I told you it was uh, for Monday of last week I started having all these symptoms we won't get into it specifically and um, by Friday I got a little paranoid because I'm like, somebody messaged me and said, hey, these symptoms you're having, they, they sound like it might be the coronavirus. And that's all you got to do is just give me an inch. And I'm like, okay, well, this is, I'm, I'm dead. Um, so I was like, all right, let me go take a test. And then I had taken me a couple of days to get a spot down in CVS. And so I went on Friday, about 3.40 on Friday was my appointment. And I was told it was going to take about two to seven business days to get the results. But I started kind of posting on Instagram because I would check, you know, every day. That's like one of those tests that you're kind of like, well, do I have it? Do I not have it? And my symptoms were getting better, which was the good news. But I just still, I I didn't know. I don't want to be walking around with coronavirus. And if I have it, I want to at least be able to be, you know, even more cautious than usual. I don't want to even like go out in public if I have it versus go out with a mask on. Right. So um, I, I I heard all these horror stories though. Like everyone was telling me, oh my gosh, it took me, um, it took me, you know, six weeks to get mine. It took me four weeks to get mine. It took me, and I'm like, who cares by then? Like if I don't get it by next Monday, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> you know, like, right. Doesn't even matter. So I wasn't really expecting to get it anytime soon, but I woke up this morning, which is now Wednesday <laughs> when we're recording this. And I finally logged back into the CVS, my health or my chart or whatever it's called. And there it was the results of my coronavirus test. We're back in. Da, 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 so, da, da, da. Yeah, that needs a very triumphant entrance. So I mean, then then I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to look at it to be honest with you. It's like one of those things. Like, like now it's here. I don't think that I even want to see it because when I can live my anger and bliss, maybe I can talk myself out of it. Once I know I have it, oh lord, y'all know me already. I'll be, I'll be over here fainting and you know saying I've got shortness of breath. I literally would would manifest every symptom. <laughs> that WebMD says the coronavirus has, I would then have that symptom. So <laughs> you would immediately go to bed with your thermometer. Yeah, I'd have mm. to because I'm like, this, this is literally how I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, no, that's stupid. I need to, I need to look at the results. There's no point in not looking at the results now that I have them. So I, um, I clicked on it and I 
And it says SARS-CoV-2-RNA-QL-RT-PCR-COVID-19 details. That's like that. I was like, wow, what the hell does that mean? the final results and um it says hello you have a negative covid19 test result (laughs) that gets all the whoops (laughs) that gets lots of whoops i'm like okay so here's here's my take on it i got a couple different takes on it and i okay number one is I just don't know what it should take. I mean, okay, so I, I let's see. I took it Friday afternoon. I got it back Wednesday morning. I guess it's not that bad because some people have like horror stories of forever. Um, but I'm kind of mad because I did put in I've, – I've been so cautious that I'm even mad that I had any kind of illness of any sorts. And then I wasted – I feel like a week of half my life – um, when I started feeling better, probably like Thursday or Friday, but I was still was like, Oh my God, I better not do anything. I better not go here. And in the back of my head, it's like, well, what if it is, what if it is? Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of like mad at myself for that. Um, but you had all sorts of head congestion, all that going on on the weekend. Would you have done anything differently? Yeah. If I knew I didn't have mm-hmm. coronavirus, I wouldn't have been a, a crazy person. I was like a complete, yeah. like I wasn't, I like wasn't going in public at all. Like I was having no. all my food delivered in. I was having, I literally had this place on quarantine for real. Like I had a damn, it looked like I was one step away from getting one of those termite tents and putting it around my house. So <laughs> oh, no coronavirus could come in or out of my house. Like again, I, what my biggest upset was not going to be having the coronavirus because most likely I will be okay. So I wasn't worried about dying, but it was more about, okay, in that, like, when was I literally infected and who, how, like, who else did I infect on mm-hmm. in, like, in the process? You know, That's like, if, the I, problem. if I go for a walk then down like uh, in Shelter Island and I'm not wearing my masks, I'm staying away from people. Like, am I still infecting people? I don't know. I'm not showing symptoms. So. I literally felt guilty about it, but here is where I guess my, and I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret that I don't, I don't want, I'm, I'm not going to talk about. Okay. I'm not going to talk about it yet. I'm not gonna talk about it yet, but I feel like for the end of the story, I've got to let you in on a little bit of a secret and then we can talk about it here in the next couple of weeks. Um, this weekend, starting on Friday, I'm traveling, uh, for something. We'll just leave it at that. And so I was going to be like, now I'm like pissed. I'm like, I, if I knew I already had it, then I have the antibodies and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to worry about it. Oh, and that was kind of true. I was like, I'll be fine. Like, because my, mm-hmm. my quarantine time, they're saying now 10 days, 10 days from Monday will be Wednesday. I'll be fine. Like I'm not, I'm not even worried about it. It'll be Thursday. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now like I really am about to go into the belly of the beast. I'm not comfortable with traveling, but, uh, now I've really got to be worried because there's still a chance that I can now get, like if I go on this thing I'm going on and I get back and I really have the coronavirus, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> like <laughs> I've worked too damn hard not to get the coronavirus for it to end up like this now, you know? You have. I you know. have. I know. But that's uh, where we all have to make those tough calls, right? I know it. Is it worth the risk? Is it worth the risk? And even if it is worth the risk, we still need to do the best we can do, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer. Social distance as you can. I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, 
So I, that's, that's the latest that there's your, your conclusion of the, the coronavirus. So hopefully I'll be back Monday show. Just, just ready to go. Uh, speaking of Monday show. Um, so I, I just, I can't even believe we're talking about this, but I, I'm not really quite sure what to do. Um, and I got kind of pulled into a situation yesterday that I was hoping that wouldn't have to happen, but now I feel like I've got to say something because it became a much bigger deal than it needed to be. Um, if you were on social media and you followed my old co-host over at channel 933, um, you may have seen some posts that she posted last night. And I, uh, I, uh, I just feel like there's just a couple different things that we've got to talk about to finish and, and wrap up this Margarita Fest story. Um, mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that the story is a hundred percent clear and, um, I think the only because I'm sitting here last night and I was hoping that it would just kind of die down. And unfortunately, it didn't. And I know that like the certified fans took screenshots, which is fine. I'm not telling you that's not fine. But then all of a sudden ends up in the certified fans group. And um, I just feel the need to uh, have a discussion about it so that again, I just I don't want anyone to walk away from those episodes being misconstruing anything of what happened in that that evening. Um, <laughs> I don't want to make anybody look bad. I, I don't want there to be any kind of well, what about this part or what about this part. Mm-hmm. So I am going to do one more episode on Monday because now I feel like I've got to uh, just to make sure that the air is cleared. And hopefully that can be the end of it. I'm hoping at that point we can just wash our hands of it and everyone can just be done. You know, what's, what's frustrating about the situation to me is that this podcast is my story and it's, uh, I, I also in being in broadcasting for so long, consider myself to be a really responsible person when it comes to telling stories. And I really try, like even in like the Margarita Fest ones and twos, like I don't want to paint my ex-wife in a bad light, but I also like sometimes that things are just not great, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I have invited any, I invite anybody that wants to give a perspective that they feel like is being unfairly shown to come on this podcast. And I, um, I don't know. I just, it's, 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 I, I like, I wanted to start this podcast so I didn't have to deal with uh, people um, having control over what I'm talking about. I want to be able to tell my story in a respectful manner without people feeling so attacked by it or hurt by it. And this is my life and my life for the past three years have been a shit show to say the least. Mm-hmm. So it was like my chance to kind of like, hey, here's the story of of my life. And hopefully through it, you can learn something about yourself and mm-hmm. grow. We can all kind of grow together. And what I yes. don't want to turn into is like this dramatically, you know, I, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to 
You're not trying to create drama. No, I'm really not. Nor do you want anyone else to create drama. No. Right. I have a lot of respect for for mo- for everyone. I mean, even for my ex wife. Like, I I think what she did that day was not the greatest move, mm-hmm. but I still want to respect her. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. on here bashing her. I'm just telling you the story of what happened because you have chosen to be invested in my life, and since you are, that comes with a certain amount of authenticity that I want to be yes. able to share with you. Yes. And. Listen, there's plenty of stories that I I don't look great in. I didn't look great in the Margarita Fest story, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, said, I took my blames for it too. Uh so uh yeah, that's that's Monday we'll get into it. Hula's going to come back on and I just want to make sure everything's kind of crystal crystal clear, right? Well, I just hope you and Hula can put this to rest. Yeah, this is going to be the end of it. I'm okay. not I don't want to talk anymore about it, but again, I also don't want there to be any loose strings to leave any kind of perception of what happened that evening out of the equation. So, got it. um, all right. So that'll be Monday. And now we'll go ahead and get into our quote, mom. So, you know, John Lewis, um, his body returned to the Capitol today. It was really lovely just hearing people from Atlanta, like old newscasters, that had known John Lewis well and what he stood for. And mm-hmm. what a remarkable human being. I mean, he just fought for justice and truth peacefully. Right. Right. He right. took that beating in Selma. He was the youngest one, you know, in that group with MLK. They told a story about, you know, he was born in Troy, Alabama. And his his family had always taught him to stay out of trouble. That's how the good trouble um, quote came, and that he decided at some point in his life that what he was seeing in Troy with you know colored bathrooms, white bathrooms, you know all the all the segregation was just not right. And he wrote a letter to Martin Luther King when he was like eighteen and said you know, this feels wrong for me. And Martin Luther King sent him a bus ticket to come to Atlanta and join the crusade. And that's how he got established with that. So, you know, his thing was, we need to cause trouble. We need to cause good trouble. And the quote that I'm going to share today is is from him. This part was mentioned, we all live in the same house. But it goes on to say, we all must be part of the effort to hold down our little house. When you see something that is not right, not fair, not just, do something about it. Say something. Have the courage. Have the backbone. Get in the way. Walk with the wind. It's all going to work out. I, um, you know, it's, it's funny because we, I don't think we see it that way. We've so taught ourselves and we've talked about this in previous podcasts to, you know, we're, we're different. We're, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're all separate and we're this. And if you're, if you're this kind of profession, or if you're that kind of profession, if you're this religion, if you're that religion, if you're this race, or if you're that race, if you're from this side of the track or that side of the track and really we're all, we, we create these things called boundaries and separations and 
even just like even how countries, I think it's funny how countries, you know, we, we, we decided there's going to be this, this border of a country. And so for some reason we're, we're, we're different human beings depending on mm-hmm. if you live on, you know, I'm, I'm 15 minutes from Mexico right now. So right. but I'll tell you, if you drive 15 minutes, for some reason, the world's completely different, uh, apparently quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. than it is if you mm-hmm. drive up, it's just, it's, it's so crazy to me how we separate ourselves mm-hmm. in so many different ways. And you've got to be proud of everyone that's stepping up and saying something, you know, like I, I got what, I guess what's frustrating to me in 2020 is that a lot of people can't see it yet. Like a lot of people can't see it. And when, you know, and we, I don't think we think we put a lot of effort in our, I don't think we talked about this in a a, a grandiose announcement on the podcast, but we raised $850 for Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And I was I was really proud of that. And, and please believe when it comes to something that was so racially charged last month, I really did some research on like where the money was going to go and how like yes. I wanted to make sure that all the money that we raised for it was going for things that I think that we as a community, what mm-hmm. we stand for, would benefit from. Right. And so the second that I, I posted a picture of my mom's check on Instagram, it's a fake check, by the way, for those like, I can't believe you put the number of your... It was on my credit card. <laughs> yeah. The check thing was just for, just for the gram. It wasn't even a real, it wasn't a real That's check. Right. Um, but I was so shocked with how many people wanted to fight with me about... Really? Yes. And I had to either just, I had to either just be done with the conversation or wow. I ended up blocking one person. Like one person like... Black Lives Matter is just a, and I don't remember word for word, but something Aww. just terrible, terrible. I just hate it. I hate it. It's as somebody that mm-hmm. just doesn't, I uh, just can't understand. Mm-hmm. And I try, and I try to because by saying I don't understand is just making the problem worse. Like you're not taking mm-hmm. the time to like try to understand. And like I have to really try to understand where people are coming from, but I can't understand why people don't digest what the movement of black lives matter is all about. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I can't, I can't, I'm trying, you know, people are like, yeah, well, what about all lives matter? I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's true. But during, you know, I think one of my best analogies that I saw during the, everything was during nine 11, it wasn't like everyone in New York was like, yeah, well, all buildings matter. Like all buildings mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. It's literally goes and, and even, deeper than we realize. I think even people, people that say it don't even realize the racial implications they have when they say things like that. It's mm-hmm. just so embedded in their, in their body that it's like, well, that's just a, I feel threatened. My, my security feels threatened if I'm going to support somebody else. And listen, you've hopefully in the last month or so, you've learned a lot about other cultures. And that's, I think the biggest blessing that came out of this last month or two. And, um, I just, so when you say like, this is all of our house, like it's all, it really is like this mm-hmm. plan is all ours and it everything is. that we're doing while we're here, while we're here for this very short amount of time is so important. Yes. Uh, so to love and accept each other. You know, I was thinking the other day that unless you are white and heterosexual, you are marginalized. Yeah, no, it's right? true. It's true. Yep. And, and that's why for me, it's like, it's, it wasn't like I didn't care. I just didn't get it. Like, how can mm-hmm. I get it over here? Like, I just don't even know what it's not even part of my spectrum. And I think that's what happens for a lot of white people. It doesn't come from a place of not caring. It just comes from a place of, it's just not even in our, in our. Ex- DNA. You know, I mean, it's, it's really not, it's not our experience. Right. Yeah. So it's hard sometimes to put yourself in other people's shoes but you know what? We have to. Right. We have yep. to try to understand 
people that are different from us. And in the same way, they have to try to understand and accept us, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, everybody I mean, says that to everybody. Like, that's the thing is we just, social media has just made us all the worst where we just mm-hmm. want to just spout things off and be done. It's just, it's just crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, that's a good quote for today. Thank you for sharing it. Yes. Um, we're going to move along in a minute. We got to come back here and we have to do and ask my mom and she's wondering, is this relationship insecurity a normal thing here in America? Because she's saying in Mexico, no man treats her like this. We'll do it next on the certified mama's boy podcast. I do want to say hi to our friends and everyone that has tried out better help and better help is therapy from your home. It's the easiest therapy I've ever done in my life. And I've been in therapy since, 2011, but things have changed, man. 2020 changed a lot of things, and that may have even changed, interfered with your happiness. Like, let's just start with how that, you know, you look mm-hmm. back over your year and you're just now with kids staying home for another who knows how long with school and everything else. Um, it's, 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 there could just be a lot of different reasons why you're like, I need to run my life by somebody and find mm-hmm. a way to kind of catapult into a different direction. And maybe it's not just with you, but it could be with your kids. It could be with your, um, uh, it could be with your, um, significant other. You know, there's so many different reasons of why people seek outside help for me. I've done it for couples therapy, personal therapy, uh, divorce. Like I've, I've, I've seeked out help many times and that's why I really want to recommend better help. Better help is it's like, it's like the new way of getting therapy. They're committed to facilitate facilitating great therapeutic matches. So it's, it's a really easy process. And the cool thing is like, because I always, and I tell people this, that sometimes it takes a couple of sessions for you to feel like you're going to vibe with your therapist or not. Mom, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like oh, you're, just, yeah. you're opening up, you're being vulnerable with this person. And sometimes yes. you know, I'll be honest, I've had therapists I just haven't gelled with. Well, with better help, literally, yeah, mm-hmm. you just like, it's like a click of a button and you're with somebody else. It's that easy. So mm-hmm. if any of these words sound like you right now, depressed, stressed, anxious, you have relationship issues, or you're not sleeping well, you got trauma that you just haven't dealt with, or you're dealing with currently anger issues, uh, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, or self-esteem, then I hope that you'll go to my website and go check out BetterHelp. It's betterhelp.com slash Kramer. And we really, uh, I, 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 again, I'm not going to bring a product down here I don't believe in. And so there's been so many people that have had such great feedback about BetterHelp. They're actually getting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier, better life today. And as a listener of the podcast, you're going to get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Kramer, betterhelp.com slash Kramer. It's a gift you give yourself. Is this normal in American relationships? That's what she's trying to figure out. And I mean, I think your feedback on this is I obviously I've never lived in Mexico. And so I don't know how the relationship norms are different. I can only speak for American ones, but she's new to the U.S. And she's like, wait a minute. I there's something that my boyfriend's asking me to do that. I don't I don't know. This sounds right. So we'll get to ask my mom here in just a couple of seconds. Let's say hi to our certified fans. It's my mom's favorite part of the show. I'm ready. Uh, these are the people that donate $5 a month. And because of that, we can keep this show going. You're so vitally important. And the Facebook group is amazing. Oh, uh, so I mean, fun. Yeah. What, how would you pitch the Facebook group for those that haven't made, have a chance to check it out yet? It's just like a big family. 
It's yeah. just like we get on there and we just have conversations with each other about what's going on. And we just, I love how they, we all support each other. And it's just a great little group. It's just I, really a really good group. I forget who it was. There was somebody that was asking for help with their, uh, their husband's birthday. And like trying to, we like came together yes. as a community and planned it. So it's, you know, there's, there's good quotes in there and people sharing their life experiences and funny memes. And it's just, it's a really positive place. So you get that, you get discount in the store, you get all kind of perks. So let's say hi to some of our newest certified fans. We had a bunch last week. So if you, we haven't gotten to you, don't worry. Yes, he's going to come. <laughs> uh, Lydia T from Oceanside. Whoop, whoop. And Christine M. from San Diego. Whoop, whoop. And Brandon M. from Phoenix. Whoop, whoop. And, and uh, Rachel Rose. Rachel Rose S. from La Mesa. Whoop, whoop. Um, we'll do one more. Jessica D. Jessica D. from, uh, from Chula Vista. Whoop, whoop. You guys are literally keeping the lights on. We'd appreciate you so much. And hopefully your shout out feels good and just shows our appreciation. If that whoop whoop doesn't show appreciation, I don't know what does. So, mm-hmm. so love there you, you go. Love you forever, love you. guys. It's so great. Yes. Uh, okay. So let's do Ask My Mom. We do this on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's where we, uh, you literally can write in questions and you can do it anonymously or we don't have to mention your name. And the cool thing is then the certified fan, like you guys, you, they just, the listeners of the podcast can call in with your either advice or your experiences because sometimes it's hard to like talk to your friends about it. And I get that point. This is kind of a lot more anonymous, but you can get maybe even a bigger, wider view of your, of your situation. So uh, she's like, listen, I'm new to the country. And I just don't know if this is normal or not. She said, it's a DM. She said, hi, Kramer. Can I ask you and your mom a relationship question? I'm from Mexico. So forgive my English is, uh, is not perfect. I lived back and forth from Mexico my whole life. I moved back over to America to be with my dad in October. I'm 22. And the eight years before I have lived in Mexico, when I moved here, I got a job at. Oh, I'll just leave it out; doesn't matter. Uh, and I and I um I met a guy. I'm going to translate some of this. I met a guy who is now my boyfriend. He was my boyfriend since March, but he's my first American boyfriend. He's a good man, but he's just not very sure about me. He always says I will leave him or that I have other boyfriends, but I do not. He always says, "Quote: Where are you going?" and "Quote: What are you doing?" and "Quote." are you hanging out with your other boyfriends? But I have no other boyfriends. Last week, he told me he wants me to give him the password to my Instagram page uh, and that I can have his and that he will put in his, he will put it in his phone and I can put it in my phone and we can always see what the other person is saying on there. I know it's because he doesn't trust me. And he says, no, all couples do this. And I said, not in Mexico. And he says, in America, all couples do it. (laughs) Um, I don't know if this is true. Do they have each other's passwords in America? I don't even know if it's normal. I love your podcast and your mom is my second mom. That's sweet. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Kramer. Oh, Oh man, you know, I've, I've had this discussion for years because obviously social media adds in a whole nother level of... Mm. Uh, potential conflict or at least another level of trust that you've got to have in your relationship because your significant other now has, you know, the world at their fingertips and you're not there to see everything they're saying they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom, we'll start with your perspective, even though I don't think that you have to worry. I mean, do you even know dad's passwords to his stuff? Ah, well, only because he's got it 
all written. Uh, it's all printed out. <laughs> yeah. My dad has like a, like, a, like a whole running sheet of all of his passwords. Like, you're just primed for a hacker right now. That's right. Exactly. Um, you know, the issue here for me is I don't know if this is quote unquote normal in America. I would certainly hope not because the real issue here is trust. Yeah. Right. And in any good relationship, you have got to have trust. It is is the foundation of healthy relationships. So it sounds like he has tremendous trust issues. And the trying to be controlled by where are you going, where have you been? No, that would make me nuts. Nuts. Maybe she should refer him to better help um, (laughs) to get to get some therapy, honestly, because those those issues in a relationship would make me nuts. And I have a friend, even at my age, who dated someone that had trust issues and was always wanting to know where she was, what she was doing, where she was going. And that relationship came to a halt because she couldn't stand being controlled. Right. Um, no. You know, I, I struggle with this topic because I, I feel like in a relationship, you should have access to your significant other's everything. There should be no barriers between you and anybody else. And if you like, for example, like when I was married, I, I knew my ex-wife's password, everything. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable not knowing her. I mean, it's not like I, I I didn't start going through her stuff till the end when I knew something was going on, but I wouldn't feel comfortable not. And and for in the same in exchange, like I expect in a relationship for you to have my passwords to everything too. And if you want to go through my stuff, I think that as in a relationship, that's, because where is the where is the transparency then? Like where is the trans? And, and again, I I think there's a lot of red flags in this situation, but I'm just going to stick to the point of like, do everybody in America have their their person's you know social media passwords and put it in their you know in their phone and everything? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so how do you how do you combat that, Mom? When it comes to, I mean, I do think there has to be a level of transparency in a relationship where you, you can peer into your person's life. I I don't want my significant other to, and I'm not saying that I'm going to sit here and I'm, you know, going to plug it in my phone and and look at you and see what you're doing all the time. But I think there should, there has to be a level of just openness when it comes to a relationship. Cause if not, then if they're like, well, no, I don't want you to see it. Then I'm like, well now why don't you want me to see it? I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the trust factor, right? I mean, if you're not doing anything that shouldn't be a problem for our relationship, then why wouldn't you agree to have each other's passwords? I don't disagree with that. I disagree with the whole issue of trust. It sounds like it's on a much greater level than just having a password um, and the the controlling issue about knowing – who she's with, where she's going, what she's doing. Well, what do you think about though about, I mean, do you think that all couples should, let's just break it down to the main point of like, do you think that all couples should have each other's passwords? Like if dad was like, no, I don't want you to know my Facebook password. Would you just be like, okay, that's, I mean, I don't think you have to worry about that much with that. But <laughs> well, I would I don't feel ne- comfortable. I would now. 
48 years I later. I don't know yeah. how I would have felt early on. I think that has to be a mutual agreement that you have to decide with your partner if that's something that you want to do. And if it's not, I would probably question why not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. what's like, what are you hiding? Like what's the, and that's, yeah. that's, the, that's like the couple I can't understand of why, why don't you have like, like what, <laughs> like why what are you hiding? What are you hiding? Again, I'd like the, where are you going? What are you doing? That's, uh, that's like a different level of, you know, but he's, he's over here saying, do all couples do this in America? And I, mm. I think that there should be some level. I mean, again, uh, quote unquote controlling. And then what is normal to, you know, of uh, what's normal to have to, I don't want to say give up, but to uh, expose yourself to your significant other to, I think is two totally different things, right? Like for example, I kind of do want to know where you're going. It used to make my ex-wife so upset when she would travel and I would be like, Hey, I just want you to just, you know, call me and check in when you get back to the hotel, she would go to concerts or whatever for the weekend. And Hey, just call me. So I know that you're okay. And then she would like, stop trying to control me. You know, that's too controlling. I don't want to feel that way. And I'm like, no, like, I do want to know what you're doing and where you're going. And it's not like I don't trust what you're doing, but it's more of a, I just want to know what you're doing. Like, I just want to know what were, you're up to. But you were married. That's a different right, level yeah. of relationship. Yeah. This is different. She says she's been with him since March. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is, it's, it's still pretty four, new. That's four months. Right. I think that has some bearing in it too. How long have you been in a relationship with this person? Right. I mean, yeah. What is What is the level new, of yeah connection? Yeah, exactly. This is a new relationship. I don't know if after four months I'd be giving people my passwords and opening up my entire life to them. I right. don't know. Nope. I probably well, would not. Why don't we, you know, you guys would be a huge help in this. So if you could call us, uh, the phone number again is 888-Kramer8. It's 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. Like, do you have your significant other's password? And like, when in your relationship did you get it? Mm-hmm. And does it, because I don't know how things are in Mexico, especially maybe if you live in Mexico or you, you maybe you're Mexican and have some insight on that because right. I don't, I don't know. I just know that I expect to not have any kind of barrier or wall between me and my significant other, I can't see, you know, I just think that's, it's weird. It's but like at weird what point in the relationship? That's a good question too. So like maybe mm-hmm. for those people that have been in relationships and you do like, when, when did you say, all right, now it's time for us to do this. I don't, right. I don't know. Yeah. It's so vague, but that's why I think your stories are going to be really helpful today. So 888 Kramer, eight, 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 K R A M E R eight. And mom, I love you. That's it for today. Love you forever. All right, good news time. And this this last segment of the show honestly takes the most prep every single day. But when I'm going through good news stories, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit of a funk over all the social media stuff that went down yesterday. Uh, so if I seem a little lower energy, that's why I'm still dealing with it today too. And so I'm just like, Ugh. but then reading my good news, I'm like, who cares? Like there's a lot of great things going on in the world today. Uh, over in New Orleans, there's a guy that's famous for jazz music. And he also knows that he lives in a city that has a problem with gun violence. So trumpeter, he's a local jazz trumpeter, Shamar Allen. And he, he grew up in New Orleans. He loves New Orleans, but he also knows that New Orleans has a big gun problem. So he heard about one of these fatal shootings of a boy and he's like no there's got to be something i can do and he's like i got a surplus of trumpets 
sitting around my house. Maybe I can do something meaningful with them. So he goes on to Instagram and he posts this quote. He said, to the youth of New Orleans, bring me a gun and I'll give you a trumpet. No questions asked. Now, he kind of thought through this and he's like, well, that sounds shady. <laughs> like, who's going to see that post and be like, okay, yeah, that's, that sounds reputable. Let me just go sign up for the or just bring my gun to this random man. So to make sure that it was like complete secrecy, um, he actually contacted the mayor and the mayor's like, talk to the chief of police. And the chief of police then was saying, all right, we promise you that we'll be there to accept the guns, but the, we will ask no questions about anything. And they were just happy, of course, to see guns come off the street. So, so far he had collected four guns and that completely depleted his stock of, of spare trumpets. And one of them, by the way, was from this really young girl. I was like, I can't even believe that somebody like that would have a gun, but that's beside the point. So he decided to keep wanting to do something more. She's like, well, I'm out of trumpets. So what do I do? So he actually got the support of local musicians who volunteered to give free music lessons to anyone that put a gun down and picked up a musical instrument. And then he started online fundraiser. He's collected for almost $35,000 for musical instruments and supplies. He has now turned it into a fundraiser, a program that he calls trumpet is my weapon. I think that's, I don't know how much trumpets cost. How much was a trumpet cost? Let me just, let me just do this. Uh, trumpet. Trump it. Trumpet? Trumpet. Uh, a trumpet cost. Trumpet cost. Uh, I mean, a trumpet cost, it can cost anywhere from, it looks like, a hundred to a thousand dollars. Oh, here you go. Um, beginner trumpets range from four hundred to eleven hundred dollars. And then the step up ones from there go from fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred. So, I mean, you know, I'm assuming if he's a famous guy, it's. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So shout out to our guy Shamar over in New Orleans. I love teachers because they, you guys do so much and get paid so little. And now with the distant learning and all the stuff you've had to deal with the coronavirus, God bless you. And this is a great guy out in England. So he has been called an award-winning hero because uh, during the pandemic, he would diligently prepare 85 lunches. Oh, by the way, he has a name. I should tell you. It's Zane Powell's. So Zane Powell's would prepare 85 lunches each morning because he was like, I'm kind of worried that my kids are not going to have access to food with the school shut down. He then would walk seven and a half miles every single day for 17 weeks, totaling over 600 miles during his course of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the shutdown. This 48-year-old teacher estimates that he carried roughly four tons of food during that time, but said it was all worth it after seeing the smile on the kids' faces. The school went to summer session over the, the uh, it was July 17th, and so he delivered his very final meal that Friday. He's saying even though it's summer, he is um, he's far from... Far from done with his project helping kids in need. He is going to be cycling through the UK city castles. He's going to be raising funds for Meals and More, which is a group that supports children who live in poverty. I'll put a link down in the show notes so that you can go support this guy because that's it's cute. I've got a picture of him right here too as he's delivering meals. He's like wearing a tutu and like these pink socks and just kind of making it making it fun. And so like again, what what did we all do during this time? We had six months. Like what did what did we all do? He definitely changed a lot of kids' lives. And I mean, I've, I feel like I've been pretty honest and if I seemed off the show, it's literally because I, I it's just, I don't do well with unnecessary drama. And I, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, I had a bad day, I'm having a bad day, but 
Again, we use the end of the show for either made me think or made me laugh. And today we're going to do a made me think. And I hope that you can remember this. If you're having a bad day, maybe you can come back to episode number, what is this, 92? And you can remember this, this speech. All you got to do is start changing the way you think. It's as simple as, it's not a magic trick. You can protect yourself from negativity. And that's what stops most people, negative thoughts. You can coat your mind from negativity. It's a real simple exercise to do. I do it every morning before I walk out the door. So I walk out as a positive person. You know, I get tired sometimes. That's different from being negative because I get mentally drained from my job at times. But to coat your mind from negativity, the way you can put a coating around your mind is with one simple thing, gratitude. Gratitude erases negativity. I'm going to show you how this works. If you wake up in the morning and you start having negative thoughts, man, this ain't my day. I woke up on the wrong side of bed. I'm tripping. I just don't feel myself. Every time you feel in the middle of the day, if you feel yourself doing that, stop. Just stop for a second and start going over in your mind everything you have to be grateful for. Not everything you want. Everything you already have. Because what you have is substantial. You just haven't gone over the list and taken inventory in a long time. But the fact that you can walk, that's a blessing. The fact that you woke up, that's another blessing. The fact that you can see, think, reason, that's another blessing. The fact that you can go somewhere and get yourself something to eat, that's another blessing. The fact that you can go and turn the key and call someplace home, that's another blessing. The ability... To dream is a blessing. The the fact that you have an opportunity to get it right is another blessing. The fact that you're beautiful, that's another blessing. The fact that you have any measure of health, that's another blessing. And I'm just talking to you, I don't even know you. I could give you 50 things you ought to be grateful for right now. I don't even know you. Start coating your mind with gratitude. It'll change everything for you. That whole video is in the show notes, so maybe you can send it to somebody that's having a bad day or save it for when you are again, okay? I love you so much. I appreciate your support. We got some really exciting stuff coming on with the show, and I'm, it's just getting me in a good mood thinking about it. So um, thank you so, so, so much, and we'd love for you to become a certified fan. If you'll just text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8, we'd love for you to support this mission we've got of just making a real authentic podcast on a daily basis and means a lot to me. So until tomorrow, have a great day. Even if it's a character building day, it's going to be a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Love you. Bye. Hey, it's Pam from South Carolina. Wow. Episode 91. People are put in your life for a reason. And I believe that this podcast was put in my life for a reason. Thank y'all. Love you always and forever. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.